Satnam, and welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to these teachings. Uh, this week we're going to talk about prayer. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. First off, let's uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, Seed Pants. You can check out theseedstore.ca. They are sustainable hemp pants. They are made and designed in Cochrane, Alberta. They ship all over the world. Uh, they are biodegradable. They are super stylish. I wear them with a kurta. I wear them with a rock and roll uh, t-shirt. They are my favorite pants, and uh, I can't say enough good things about them, so please check out theseedstore.ca and order yourself a pair of these amazing pants. They'll last forever, and uh, when it's time to let them go, they'll go back into the earth, and uh, they don't use any uh, artificial dyes or chemicals or anything like that, and uh, they're super cool and comfortable, so check them out. Thanks for everything, Seed. I uh, sure appreciate the love and support that you give us on Revealing the Diamond. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon page. Uh, that's just in the works right now. So in the next couple of episodes, I'll give you the specifics on that. It will provide you with an opportunity to become a member of this Sangit where you make a contribution that will give you access to full classes, to videos, and even to a um, live classroom setting that can be done from anywhere. We'll meet once a week. We'll talk about what's happening uh, with you and support each other across the globe. So that uh, you can look forward to that finding us on patreon for revealing the diamond and tiaga prem singh also if you want to get involved and support in other ways or you just have questions or you'd like to book one-on-one -on -one, uh, sessions for counseling support ment mentorship uh, that sort of thing uh, please reach out tiaga prem at the dharma temple.com or hit me up on instagram at tiaga prem you can also uh, look me up through the dharma temple uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's good for now. This week's episode is called you, "Your Prayer Is Your Projection." Uh, we talk about this interesting concept of you belonging to you. We talk about not fearing the reaper, as in yes, more cowbell. Uh, we talk about what prayer actually is. We talk about the threefold path of non-duality. We get deep into an exploration of what satnam is and what it means. We talk about, uh, I had the opportunity to be on a podcast called The Doctor Dads. Uh, definitely worth tuning into that. Some members of the Sangit. Um, I was on an episode a month ago or so, um, and we talked about how your liver uh, it is performing 800 functions right now as you're sitting there and if your thinking mind was in charge uh, of your liver you know you would die so there is a great intelligence that is moving you there that is keeping up the rhythm of life and it's our job to stay in alignment uh, with that i think on the episode i i say that there's 50 uh, functions of the liver and the doctors actually corrected me and said 800 functions happening at once 
which to wrap your mind around is crazy. And yet we give our thinking mind so much emphasis, even though it couldn't even operate a liver. I mean, hello, come on. Let's pay attention to what's really going on here. Uh, we talk about not believing everything that you think. And as per usual on Revealing the Diamond, we talk about deprogramming or reprogramming. We talk about surrendering your control and allowing the cosmic will to come through you. Uh, we can talk about the importance of trust and the importance of dharma. Wow, we, we cover a lot in this uh, particular class. So uh, without further ado, your prayer is your projection right here on Revealing the Diamond. Satnam. We think that prayer is asking for things. But I don't think that's true. Our teacher, Yogi Ji, he, he said, these are some of the things he said, and I'll touch on them as we go. One is he said, living in gratitude is prayer. Simple, to the point, right? And he also said, when you adore the beloved, death is not a calamity, but a prayer. Prayer is when the mind is one-pointed and a human talks to infinity. Meditation is when the mind becomes totally clean and receptive and infinity talks to the human. You catch that one? I'll read it again. Prayer is when the mind is one-pointed and a human talks to infinity. Meditation is when the mind becomes totally clean and receptive and infinity talks to the human. The idea is to become still in your mind and speak through your heart. And that usually happens, like you're saying, when things get really bad. And the challenge is, can you speak to the infinite through your heart when things are just regular, whatever, fine? That's not easy. And the reason why I just explained, the reason why is you want to cling to some sense of I. And I've been talking about this all week. There's this threefold path in the tradition, spiritual tradition that I practice, that says if you want to experience non-duality, which means oneness with what? Everything. There's a threefold path. And the first is, trust the universe, or the infinite. The second, the hardest one, to dissolve any sense of I. And then the last one is to merge with Satnam. And you think, okay, Satnam, we do it all class. Satnam, 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 Satnam. And you think about Satnam and you go, okay, Satnam, that means uh, my true self, like my personality. But, but if Satnam is your true personality and you're merging into that while well, you're trying to get rid of a sense of I, how's that work? Well, then you had to understand that Satnam is not your personality. Your personality may be in Satnam. But Satnam is like the intelligence that is in all of life. It is what causes the moon to come and go on time. Doesn't the moon come and go on time? 
Right now, while you're sitting there, your liver is performing 50 functions at once. 50. Do you think that you could do that with your thinking mind and your personality? <laughs> like if I said to you, right now, I'm going to give you 50 tasks and you have to do them right now as we sit here. You all would die. Even the most gifted of you would die. You know? But we put a lot of value in thoughts, and thoughts are who you are. Thoughts are like hormones or uh, enzymes in the body. You know, nobody's walking around. I mean, some people are walking around thinking they're their testosterone. I mean, that's a reality. But nobody's walking around like, oh, I'm this enzyme. You know, it's, you have no problem just allowing that to be. So why so much emphasis on thinking? You know, and you're not trying to get rid of thought the same way you're not trying to get rid of the functions that happen in your physical body. The only way to do that is, you know, I heard this Tibetan Lama say, if, if you know, you want to just stop thinking in meditation completely, that's what you want to do. He said, hit yourself in the head with a lead pipe. <laughs> He said, any time the thoughts come, just do the meditation, whack, <laughs> you know. But you're not, you're not trying to get rid of the thinking, you're creating a new relationship with the thought. You know, am I going to act on this thought? Am I going to believe this thought? Is this thought of value when it comes to my purpose? And then you take action. Because I don't know about you, uh, how many people here were told that you don't have to believe everything you think as a child? A couple people. But that's a pretty low, you know, in a room full of 30 people or whatever, three, four people is not very many. So most people have been left with this illusion that your thinking is who you are and you have to believe it. Mostly your thinking is your conditioning and programming from the past. You know, but if, if God, or whatever you want to call it, is infinite, then the future is contained within the infinite. So why place all the emphasis on the past? How do you get in touch with that? Well, you make the mind, as Yogiji just said, single-pointed, so that you could have a conversation with the part of you that is inside the infinite or one with God. That's what prayer is. You give your head, learn to be still and communicate with your heart. Here's another one. Prayer has nothing to do with what you say and what you don't say. It is just an instrument, a mental entunement and that is where the power is. Each good wish, each prayer, is the power to extend happiness. Bless you. That is the power of prayer. There is no power nor worship in this universe greater than prayer. There is no love other than prayer. It is the prayer, it is the worship, it is the devotion. Whosoever knows the art and power of worship will become God. That's a tall order, isn't it? But if you dissolve 
your thinking or your sense of I, what goes away? Any sense of separateness, any sense of finite, like you can't die. You know, Nanak said, uh, if you know who you are, even the Grim Reaper can't touch you. He said messenger of death, but it's the same thing. You understand? It means that you are like the uh, Nihang say, call a call. What does a call mean? Deathless. You cannot die unless you cling to your life, that you're somehow separate. And it's a beautiful practice. Because I have a seven-year-old daughter that someday is going to move out of the house. And she's going to tell me that she's going to call me. And she won't. <laughs> you know? And she'll just go on without me. But if I don't believe for a minute, you know, that this moment is finite, then there's no attachment to it and it becomes comical rather than depressing. You understand? And so the prayerfulness is, what am I projecting? Well, I'm projecting this. Trust, we said, was the first thing. Right? What's the next one? Surrender. I don't need to be right. In fact, I don't even need to argue. Man, that's a great gift, especially if you're in relationship with people. You don't need to argue. You won't win. So just leave it. That's tricky. And then the last one is recognize who you are in relationship to the big picture and carry yourself like that. So that you can become awakened. Like the Buddha said, when you're awake, you don't stand by the river. You are the river. And I'm you and you are me. And you know, changes the game. And the prayerfulness is to make yourself so open that, you know, for me, prayer is this. I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is say, thank you. The next thing I do is I surrender. Show me where to go. You know, and the Buddha was clear about this teaching. He said, the people I'm meant to meet, I'll meet. The things I'm meant to do, I'll do. The things I'm meant to say, I'll say. That's a surrender of control. It's not a free pass to just do whatever the hell you want if the thinking mind is in control. If the thinking mind is not in control, you're doing whatever you want. That's a tricky thing. You understand that? It means you have a dharma. What does dharma mean? Destiny, purpose. It's predestined. You know, because if we're saying that there's some infinite thing that is in all things that contains the past, the present, and the future, then where you're going is already predetermined. But nobody wants to hear that. They want to be in control, even though they couldn't even keep their own body alive. Funny people, huh? You know. Anyhow. The purpose of the practice is to create space. The purpose of prayer is to create some acceptance around Dharma. Surrender to the cosmic will, humbly and joyfully. And some, there's pain involved in that. You know, there are people in your life who are not going to understand that. 
you know. Sometimes it's your parents. You know, I'm blessed because I have a, a parent who loves the way that I look and the way that I practice and sees the value in it, you know. But there are some people who are afraid of this. And you don't have to look like this to live your dharma. This is my dharma, you know. But if you want to see people who are concerned about the way you look, walk around with a beard all dressed in white and a turban on for a day and see what happens. You know, and people are, that happens to all kinds of people you know, based on their appearance. But what if you could understand that you're just living your destiny and if people get it or not, it doesn't make any difference. You know, have you heard of Sanatam Kaur before? beautiful devotional singer. She was being interviewed when she was in Canada on the CBC and the interviewer said, you must get a lot of looks, you know, dressed like the way you are in airports and traveling all over the world. And she said, to be honest, I don't notice. And she said, really, come on. And she said, I don't notice because it's not for other people. And I was like, yes. <laughs> You know, uh, and I'll, I'll try and wrap it up here and we'll do some exercises. The idea is with prayer is to skip the drama in relationship to Dharma, because when it comes to Dharma, you're going anyway. We already said the future is already predetermined. You have a little bit of say, and that is, do you go kicking and screaming or do you go like this? <laughs> You know, when I was a kid, this is a good example. When I was a kid, we went to the video store. You all remember the video store? Yeah. <laughs> so we went to the video store and my parents were like, oh, we heard about this movie, Batteries Not Included. Have you seen it? So, from the 80s, right? So my parents were like, you're really going to like this. Like you like sci-fi and aliens and we heard about it. And I was like, I do not want to see that movie. I didn't know anything about it. I just didn't want to watch it, mostly because my parents had suggested that I do. <laughs> this is a long going, like, you know, rebellious youth thing that I have. It's still happening well into my 30s and going into my 40s. But uh, that's part of who I am. It's Dharma. So they said, okay, we're going to get this. Battery's not included. I made a huge deal, like a tantrum in the video store. And they were like, just give it a chance. And then I made a huge deal when we get home. I was like, I'm not watching that. I'll be in my room. And they're like, okay, you don't have to watch it. We'll be down here. And I could smell like the popcorn <laughs> from my room. And so I went downstairs and, and I was like, fine, I'll watch it just till the popcorn's gone. Then I'm out of here. And then as the movie went on, I was right into it. And at the end of the movie, they said, how was the movie? I said, it was great. I loved it. That's like Dharma. I could have just said, I trust these people. You know, they take care of me. Let's just see what happens. You know. But instead, I had to do this whole stupid <laughs> dance. And sometimes the stupid dance is the teacher. You know. Oh, won't be doing it that way anymore. <laughs> you know. You understand? So the prayerfulness part is the part of you that just goes, I trust you.
show me where to go. And it's easy to say that, and that's why every morning, you know, you get up and do some routine where you remember where you are. You regenerate through the night. You regenerate through the night. Your cells, you reset. Like Gandhi said, you're being reborn every day. And then when you wake up, you say thank you and you go again. And then if you do that, this kind of openness, when death comes, it's just part of the show. Thanks again for listening to Revealing the Diamond. If you love the work that we do, please rate us and review us on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, to get in touch, Tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com for email inquiries for one-on-one -on -one work, for sponsorship, uh, or for bookings. You can also get in touch via Instagram at Tiagaprem or at the Dharma Temple. Thanks again. Stay blessed. Satnam.